Good afternoon, Patriots. And it is Thursday, July 7th in the year 2022. Man, it's glad to have bended knee. Sorry, I missed yesterday. <clears throat> it just got crazy. I was up at the other property and didn't have my remote kit with me. And that's not going to happen again. I got tied up working on a new brush cutter that I have up there. And then I had some friends stop by and we did some prayer. And well, what can I say? Things kind of got away from me. But we're back and it's good. So here, before we start, make sure you're taking good care of your immune system. It's important right now, so important, and we keep our immune system strong. We just don't know what they've got in the bag for us, and we want to make sure we survive this powerfully. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune system strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at ExpeditionCoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Patriots, I have a very interesting text I got today, and and I'm usually not, I don't respond well to these, to be honest. This came from Wano Saban, and I just confirmed a bunch of this, and I'm sitting here literally jaw-dropped of what we've missed on the Georgia Guidestones. So listen to this. And it starts out, we blew up the, the Guidestones on Bush's 76th birthday. And I just checked, and that's absolutely true. George Walker Bush was born July 6th on, in 1946. That's his 76th birthday. And then the point, then this next comment was, add 17 or Q, and you get 1776 at 4. 0333. Four is the number of foundation. We broke their foundation declaration for destroying the world, starting with America. Their symbolism will be their downfall. 333 is their magic number. One over three, or one third of the host of heaven, were cast down with Satan. We just splattered it. It's the 186th, 186th day of the year. In Gematria, the language of numbers, there are some correlations. God is about to flip the cards over on the table. He is going to reveal his plan, show his cards, reveal his hand. It's Casino Real for America. This will not be the last hand played, however. We are not nearly over. The stakes are high and getting higher. I'll tell you, I've confirmed what I can in that post. And I literally am sitting back going, uh, wow, okay that's all everything in here. And I checked the gematria 
And I'm, I'm not a gematria person, as you know. And I, some of the things that came up with gematria, I was just shaking my head that. I mean, literally. It's, there's, there's things like, I don't know, just a variety of different correlations. Um, Christ Church is another one. Uh, there's, a, there's an issue about, uh, I don't know if I can come through with some of these. <laughs> Gunpowder plot, there's another one. Paul Manafort. There's all these strange things that pop up in this thing. The Vatican Hill. All of this. It's really interesting. 186 is a fascinating number in Gematria. I don't even and I'm not a Gematria person. All I can say is it's it's an interesting correlation. But the George Walker Bush deal, undeniable. That's incredible. So again, there seems to be, as I've said so many time, so many times I've said this, this is a fight right now that's waging between the elites, and there's two elite factions. And there's obviously an elite faction that's trying to destroy the evil. And again, I always say this, we just have to be cautious about this, not in the sense of rooting for for the victories, but making sure our focus is always on God. That to me is the most important piece. As long as we stay focused on God, then we're good. If we deviate from that, then we're going to have a a problem, I think, of, of real accountability because this, everything that is going on right now, it's praise to God. But what is really, when you take this Georgia Guidestone piece and you loop it back to where George Bush is, which they live in Texas, obviously, then we go back to the assassination of Kennedy, Kennedy which was in Dallas, and then you take Roe versus Wade, which originated in Dallas, so take those two things. You assassinate a president, you put an omen of death or a curse of death on a nation, and then you legalize and establish death over a nation, the curse of death through Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade have been, has been overturned and the Georgia Guidestones destroyed. These are levels of spiritual warfare that we have to acknowledge because this is literally freeing the nation from a curse of death. And I find this phenomenal especially when in correlation to many of the prayers that we've been doing on this program, we've been doing on Fishers of Men, and we've been doing on Bards FM in the shows. And even last night, what would, what did we pray for on Fishers of Men? We prayed for the plotters and the plot to be revealed. And I'm going to get into some of that after we pray, but it's stunning to me because like I wake up this morning and all this stuff suddenly starts to show up as to revealing more and more of the plotters and the plot. So we'll continue our focus on that. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. It's time for us to pray. So let's pray. Father, we come to you today, honestly, very inspired and humbled equally by the power and might that you bring to this world and all of the incredible correlations that are absolutely undeniable of movement by your hand as we start to see the curses of this nation being dissolved. Lord, we pray for the freeing of this nation from the curse of death and the continued rise of this nation to the power of light and life. And just to be clear, Father, because this evil that we're dealing with so often likes to twist the good for the evil. And we know by your hand, you always take the evil and turn it to good. So today we pray for a number of things. One is that we pray for the power of light to be reestablished in the name of Jesus not for some Luciferian craziness that they try to suck it down to. Instead, we, we are praying for the concept, the term, the feeling, the sense, everything about the concept of light 
to be re-empowered, re-energized, to become standardized with the name Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, our Savior. This is time, Father, that we start to reclaim the domain of language. They, which even in the Georgia Guidestones, as was destroyed yesterday, tried to say that they would create a new living language. We now proclaim and we pray that the languages that we have reestablish their affirmation, their strength, and their foundation in the faith and love in Jesus Christ. So, Father, we pray this day that for the strength of reclaiming the domain of language. Equally, Father, we pray as we have before, but today, just again, as we bring these prayers together, to reclaim the rainbow, not the rainbow for some transgender defunkery that has happened in our entire world or the stupidity of trying to change gender or destroy children at their birth, the horrors that that brings, but rather, Father, the sense of the rainbow of unity and love and the power which only you can bring to this world. So, Father, we're, we're praying for the reclaiming of dominion over critical areas of influence in our world. And as we do this, we're equally praying for the continuation of the revealing of the plot and the revealing of the plotters. Five years on, Father, we still don't know the full sense of the plot. And we don't have a full sense of who the plotters were. We have indicators of hands and people that were involved. But, Father, we want to learn the depth of this. We want to see truly in the full scope of what is going on, what our world is like. And some of this this will not be easy to handle. But we're ready. And not only are we ready for ourselves and we're prepared for this moment, no matter how shocking. And I would say, Father, in this prayer today, and I would ask anybody that's willing to take that courage and step forward and join in this prayer, in this particular moment in prayer, is to say that no matter how shocking, how disturbing, how unending it may seem, that we'll commit and do commit in the truth of this pursuit that we will always turn to you and turn to our faith in Jesus to understand that what you're showing us is real. What you're showing us is not going to scare us away or give us a deflation or doubt in our faith, but it will only reconfirm our faith in you, no matter how complex and crazy this world shows itself to be. That it is only, again, a reaffirmation of your strength and glory and beauty in what you've created in us. The knowledge that we are put here for such an amazing moment in time and that we will have the power with you because we are made in your image to discern what's before us and equally to endure whatever's thrown at us, but always to know that we are here as a blessing, here in a time and a place as a blessing by you. Father, this time right now, we are truly praying for the continued strength and rise of Jesus Christ, that love and and beauty that is it can only can happen through our acceptance of him in his heart and our in our heart and the, the acceptance not only of Christ, but the changing transformation of ourselves back to that purity, the remaking of ourselves. It's such a tragedy that is what has happened over the many years as pulpits have lost their power and, de- and degraded themselves to this peace at any cost or this concept of somehow the Af- that salvation comes through $20 in the offering blade. We need to reclaim the true sense of the church, and that is another prayer. Father, today, to reestablish the strength of the pulpit in our nation. There are great pastors out here right now that are not getting recognized for their street work, for their work in the pulpit, in small churches and parishes around this nation. 
We pray for them. We pray for the resources to come to them, to build up their small cherish, their small voices, and to make them the many. We equally pray for those that don't come from the formation of the pastor cloth, but instead are speaking boldly in the world, no matter who they are, to give them the strength and resources to continue to share the word and the love of Christ Jesus in this world. We pray for all that are following Christ to have the strength and your encouragement and the power for us to echo that into the world, to seek truly that most powerful weapon that we could ever wield, and it is the weapon of love. Father, we have so lost our understanding of warfare. We understand very clearly the principles of warfare, that we lead first with the sword of the Spirit, and as we're even reminded in the garden that there's times that we must carry that sword of steel. But, Father, we are not in a war right now, a sword of steel. And if there's anything that the moment that Christ was arrested reminds us of is that there is a very limited time in this war that we ever need the sword of steel, that the greatest weapon that we have is to stand before our enemies and to be meek, which is to be more courageous than anything we've ever imagined, to be kind under duress, to be humble in the moment of extreme threat, and to know that as we walk in that place that we wield the greatest power of all, which is your love and the love of Christ Jesus that comes through us and puts us literally as the lamp on the hill. So, Father, we pray for this army, this remnant that's out here to reclaim that footing, that's powerful, powerful footing of love and the power that that brings as the warriors of Christ. Not love in the sense that this society so distorts and fractures that word by. The love of hug and love and and physical and corporal intimacy, that is not what we're talking about. It's love and compassion for the souls that are out here. And it doesn't mean that we're going to set a table spot for those of evil because we do not tolerate evil. But we have to have the compassion for others that may not see what we see or experience that true intimacy with Jesus. And so is the final part of our prayer today, Father. We just pray for the many, those that are seeking, those that are wandering, to have that experience, that intimate moment with you, with Jesus, to have a transformational moment that for the rest of their lives will tr- change them forever to set them on that path and pursuit of unity and love in the name of Christ Jesus. And we say these things in, our, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we are really in an amazing time, aren't we? I said Father, and it is Father, <laughs> but we finished our prayer. So I'll, I'll correct that for a minute. We are in an amazing time in, in this moment. Man, I really, I had my head so deep in that prayer, I didn't even leave. That was pretty cool. So it's good. You know, here, here's some interesting things I will note. And it, it, is, a, it is a powerful statement here and this comes actually this summation comes from election whiz at election whiz on twitter goes by election wizard but here's some bullet points that are really worth mentioning macron loses his majority in france johnson resigns that's boris johnson resigns in the uk draghi i think that's how you say it uh is the italian guy he's under extreme pressure root is in Netherlands is facing a farmer uprising of unprecedented proportions. Trudeau, Trudeau is embroiled in scandals. I don't know if you heard yesterday, but they revealed yesterday that four out of five deaths in Canada are related to the vax. 
and that was under Trudeau. And now Biden, of course, is imploding the U.S. And then it sums this up. The globalist leadership is taking it on the chin. It's interesting to note how others are seeing this, like the lefties. And he's and this, this guy writes in, in the comments, except Boris, Netherlands, and Italians aren't globalist governments. And the reason they justify that is they see that the green agenda is a non-globalist agenda, and they've missed the entire point. The green agenda was designed not to be, it's not about being less dependent on oil. It was designed specifically to destroy and bankrupt the middle class. And that's an important concept. I am, if you talk to, if, you, if we sit down and have a conversation, I will be all about creating energies, uses of energy that are not dependent on the oil cartels. I can't stand the oil cartels. But in all practical terms, we have to be able to transition over time, and we, the people, have to innovate the solutions. We can't be dependent on corporate masters innovating for us. And this is where those that follow the green agenda get confused and really get screwed up because they're not seeing that from the generation of power to the delivery of the solution, there's all tied more deeply to an elite corporate cabal. We need to decentralize our dependence on energy. And that again goes to county by county. And it's a very, very important perspective to, to take. At the same time, you can start to see the desperation of what's going on in D.C. Marjorie Taylor Greene pointed out today that Adam Schiff has begun a cover-up. And what this is, is it's a Schiff files an amendment to NDAA that would conceal any info collected by the U.S. military for use in congressional investigations or court proceedings. Well, this is a, an attempt for cover-up. And the reason, in my opinion, that they're doing this is they know that the coming truth about the bioweapons labs and the war of bioweapons and vaccines on the United States people, the citizens. There's no denying that now. No denying at all, in fact. So this is a really, really powerful and pivotal moment that we're going to have to face as a nation to come to grips with what has really happened to us. And that's not an easy one to face. I want you to hear this piece here by uh, InfoWars. It's a really powerful piece. Dr. CB. Oops, that wasn't that. I'll have to find it. Hold on a second. I think it was this one. Excuse me. Ex-head of respiratory research at Pfizer, Mike Yeadon, and researchers including Craig Cooper, have sourced VAERS data on vaccine death and injury in the U.S., a database of over 700,000 adverse reactions caused by the Moderna, Pfizer, and Janssen vaccines. These vaccines have been deployed in different batches, officially referred to as LOTS. This has allowed Yeadon's team to back engineer Big Pharma's COVID-19 vaccine deployment agenda in the U.S. All their information is published at howbadismybatch.com and howbad.info. And what we learn is quite telling. About 0.5% of all the different batches are highly toxic, resulting in hospitalization, disability, and death within days or weeks of injection. 
Other batches cause minimal adverse reactions and most appear to be harmless placebos. When plotting on a timeline, we can see that these three companies have been working together to quietly monitor the lethal effectiveness of specific deadly batches. While one company is deploying a lethal batch, the other two deploy harmless ones, creating the scientific environment to perform dose range finding, or the maximum tolerated dose for each specific batch. The timeline shows that each lethal batch deployment is preceded and followed by a quiet period, allowing them time to establish their baseline before the next deadly batch is deployed. Private leaked documents from the CDC show a list of expiry dates, and only certain lots are included, the very same lots found to be highly toxic in Parta Cooper's database. Which makes sense, there would be no reason to list expiration dates for saline placebo, only the deadly ones. This mode of deployment allows governments the ability to direct deadly batches into specific populations, such as red states, Analysis of the number of dying per 100,000 vaccinated in 50 states shows us that the overwhelming majority of vaccine deaths are happening in red states. Some red states are experiencing 11 times more vaccine deaths than other states. On average, red states are experiencing twice the amount of vaccine death and injuries than blue states. After ruling out other possibilities, Parta Cooper concluded that this can only be due to the fact that red states received at least twice as much of the lethal batches than blue states did. Among several other crimes, they are tipping the scales of the democratic process by killing people who voted against the New World Order's woke, build back better, great reset, while at the same time endlessly flooding the borders with unvaccinated foreigners. And it's happening right now. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So, Patriots, we have one of the biggest challenges ahead of us, and that's going to be how we bridge that gap of division that is not just political, but is going to be very deep, much deeper than that based on decisions and the way in which we live. So I'm going to close with this thought. It's just something to put to prayer, I think, for everybody, because one of the biggest challenges I see that we face is not getting over the political divisions. I think that's actually fairly easy when people start to understand more of the manipulation and truth. The biggest challenge that we're going to face as a nation, in my opinion, is when we get down to the choices that people made based on fear and the consequences that that choice made on a much bigger level. When we listen to this report by Greg Reese and we start to see how this agenda was rolling out, which again is starting to reveal the plot, which amazingly is what we prayed on last night in Fishers of Men. Revealing the plot, people are going to have to come to grips with the fact that not only were they manipulated by fear, but those of the ideological sect that was most brainwashed by the cabal had been preserved or saved from the majority of the death because they were brainwashed. That is a, a personal accountability as a nation that we have to confront in order to heal. And I don't know how we get there other than praying to God and letting God's hand heal us because this is a profound division. And it's very difficult even for me to look at somebody who is, say, uh, an illiberal, 
who's proud of the fact that they were liberal, even if they come to the re- realization that like, okay, I got a little bit brainwashed, but then take it to the next level that they were part of a process to reinforce a narrative of destruction of a particular sect of people, class of people within the United States because those people voted against the New World Order agenda. That's going to be some deep healing that we have to do. And in one way or another, we're going to have to get through this mass psychosis and as a people come back together. And where does that burden rest, in my opinion? It's going to rest on those most closely walking with Christ. And that means our game has to be, we have to up our game. That's not going to be easy. I'm, I'm the first one to say it. It's easy to say it's easy until you confront it and deal with the depth of the pain that others have dealt with and the arrogance which led them there. We have to find a way through that and to heal them through the blood of Christ. Patriots, it is time to close the show without, with one last reminder. I'll be on Brighty on TV here in 30 minutes. So if you get a chance, you want to swing on over and see me live, you're welcome to be there. Otherwise, thanks for showing up today. We'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers need to be up for the healing of this nation, and we need a lot of prayers because there's a long ways to go. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. But in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM or in the next 30 minutes for on Brighty on TV. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. 
This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 